Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. I thought today we'd chat a bit about property versus shares because we've had a few, I suppose, people um, chatting to me over, over recent times about thinking about moving out of the share market and putting their money into property, thinking that they might be going to get better returns out of the property market than they are with the share market. And it brings up that age-old debate, is property better than shares? And, and should I be buying property now or keeping in the share market? Or should I be doing shares and not property? And and to me, it's a bit of both. And it reminds me of a a conversation I had only just a a few weeks ago with a a very well-known journalist here in Australia. And he he just picks up the phone and he said, look, I've read this research by these companies talking about property versus shares. And they were saying property is much better investment for returns than shares. And I said, okay. So I said, what are they actually telling you or what are they saying? And he quoted some statistics. And I said, well, how how can you compare that? To the share market and he said well what do you mean and I said well you're you're giving statistics uh, are they after tax or are they before tax so are they with are they cash only is it does it involve leveraging on that side of it uh, and if, we, if you're talking about tax what kind of tax rate you're looking at and are you talking about a property in one area like a suburb or you're talking about a city or you're talking about property in a whole country or are you talking and with the share market you're talking about an index or a, a portfolio of shares and I said, it makes it very, very hard for you to actually compare the two or getting these apples with apples, like, so to speak, because obviously property in Victoria is going to get, is getting different returns than property in New South Wales. And, and as we know, a lot of the New South Wales or Sydney properties have been lagging behind for quite a while. But then you've also got Brisbane um, and that sort of area. But then you go over to Perth and you've had booming property market for a number of years where Adelaide and Hobart have been a bit subdued, although they have grown a bit. So where do you compare it? Do you do the median price across Australia? Do you median price in Melbourne or Sydney or Queensland? And even that makes it very, very hard. Do you do a, a new property or buying a brand new property for tax reasons, or not for tax reasons, for investment reasons? So you're buying investment property versus a home that you actually live in with no tax concession. So you've got capital gains tax on, on an investment property that you don't have on a property that you own. Um, running costs, all the different running costs for a, uh, for a property. Obviously, you've got to buy, pay stamp duty and a whole lot of things, but then obviously you've got maintenance costs and interest and those sorts of things if you're actually borrowing. Yeah, you know, and also I got to remember that with a property that you know, in the first couple of years you're actually not making any money because all the fees you've paid of buying that property uh, with shares often they compare the shares against um, they talk about an indice and I was saying to this journalist I said how do you compare you know say property versus shares when you say property grows at let's say 10% per annum which is a pretty well known figure that, that most people say 10% per annum is what property market does and that's general. But they also, in general, over a 10-year period, share market grows by about 12% plus dividend. So it could be 13 14 15% on the share market. But how do you do that? Because when they're talking about the share market, they're talking about an indice or the index or the S or the, the All Ordinaries Index, which is 500 shares. Now, nobody I know owns 500 shares. Most people own a small portfolio of shares, maybe 8, 10, 12, 15, 20. If they follow my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds, it's 8 to 12. But some people have 30 shares. But nobody owns 500 shares. It's just They just don't do that. So how do you compare a property or property versus eight shares? And which eight shares do you compare it against? So to me, when you're going into the whole argument of property versus shares, 
you really can't get into it. I mean, obviously, if you're comparing, if you put a hundred thousand dollars into a share, into shares, and a hundred thousand dollars, and bought a, into a property, and you paid cash for both, and there was no leveraging involved, the statistics are that shares outperform property. That's that's the statistics, and that's going back for many, 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 many decades. But when you start bringing leveraging, you can leverage up to, you know, obviously people borrow 90, 95% of properties or even 100% if they've got other assets, um, other properties to use to borrow money for to buy a new property. So you can do that. Whereas shares, you can use a couple of different things. You can use a margin loan, which you can leverage up to 70%. But then we can also pull 100% out of our housing loan, out of a line of credit, put that into shares. And that changes the equation again. Um, and also you've got to look at different things with all of that, like what structure is it? A company structure, is a personal structure, is a joint structure, is a family trust, is it a super fund? And that all changes your tax position. So to me, that whole argument of is property versus shares is is one better than other. It doesn't really equate to me. It's about what's best for you and your own investment techniques and or investment strategy and your portfolio strategy. I have both. I've got property. I've got more than one property, and I've got shares and do everything on that side of, as well to balance it all out. But to me, is is it right now? Is it better to be in property and shares? And I'm still going to say shares. Uh, not because I'm biased, but I think there's shares are much more liquid, much more cash flow at the moment. Property's been quite bullish the last 12 months, and I think, in in my mind, I think we've been in the bull market. Although I've been reading things in the newspapers all over the place saying, well, you know, we haven't even had a bull market yet. But I've seen the rise in property across Melbourne over the last 12 months, and if that's not a bull market, I don't know what it is. When we've had you know huge clearance rates in auctions, etc. Um, obviously, the interest rates are starting to rise, and it's pulling back on the property, but you're looking at the growth in property shares. Shares have been a bit flat for the last seven, eight months, um, but you still can make good money out of both. And to me, there's never a bad time to buy a property, never a bad time to buy shares. To me, the best time to buy property is when it's flat. Uh, and we had in the 90s, you know, that 92 to sort of 98 period where property was just dead flat. Great time to buy a property. When nobody wants it, that's when you buy. And it's a sort of the same with that shares, you know. When nobody wants them, that's when you buy them. And when everybody does want them, go and buy them. But Probably my, to finish up here, my, I suppose, if you want to call it an argument, is a lot of people, and this is where the managed funds come out and saying, don't bother timing the market because it doesn't work. You can't time the market. And the reason why they say that is the majority of people move into investment classes at the wrong time. So if you see a mass movement of people into the property market, that means it's, you should stop buying property because that means the property boom is going to end. And if you see a mass movement of people into shares, that's generally the time when the bull market's going to finish and you should be getting out of it. So you normally do need to do the contrarian view, the opposite of what everybody else is doing. Um, so have a think about that. But don't think in the next two, three, four, five years that you're going to make more money over property than shares, because I don't think you will. I, I still think shares are going to be still quite good over the next five years. We might have a bit of an up and down ride over the next six to 12 months, but at the end of the day, in five to 10 years' time, if you put $100,000 in a property now and 100000 into shares now, in 10 years' time, you'll have more money in the share market. That's my opinion anyway. I'll leave that with you, and I, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I look forward to chatting with you next time. You've been listening to Talking Wealth, and I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 Trade.